construction, golf news, equipment, travel, interviews, course profiles, and more. Your weekly fix of all things golf is about to begin. It's the Flagstick Podcast with your hosts, Jeff Bonner and Scott McLeod. Well, here we go with another episode of the Flagstick Podcast with uh, myself, Jeff Bonner, and of course, Scott McLeod. Um, sponsored again this week by Adidas. Adidas introduces the ultimate 365 Tour Heat Apparel and ZG23 Footwear. Uh, the collection features a mix of silhouettes for men and women, featuring heat-ready and no-show technology to keep golfers cool and dry so they can perform their very best. Both the ZG23 Vent and Ultimate 365 Tour are available now on adidas.ca, the Adidas app, and selected retailers worldwide. Um, just getting out of the way there, we want you to follow us on uh, all of our social media networks. We want you to do that. Uh, Instagram, X. Uh, Facebook, uh, TikTok, uh, subscribe to us on Spotify, Audible, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts, or wherever you download your podcasts, you can get us there. Uh, we really do encourage you to subscribe to the YouTube channel, like us, and click the notification bell to make sure you never miss a single episode. Um, wow, yeah, get a lot, lots, lots of content coming. So, yeah, plan, well, it's and you'd think, you'd think not, you'd think not because <sighs> we're winding down. Yeah, but well. somehow the pile of of content <laughs> keeps growing and growing. It doesn't seem to be slowing down. Though it, it no. you know, the season is kind of winding down now. We know that. Well, um, yeah, I mean Canadian season is, but I mean as far as up here, but yeah. we've got a lot of uh, tournaments Golf. and stuff going on. We've got a lot of uh, you know news related to things that are maybe happening going into next year. Uh, Canadian. Canadians playing in college university golf has been insane the last uh, yeah. couple of weeks because obviously they're getting back to play. Um, so we've been covering a lot of that over on X uh, and then trying to assemble some more video content uh, for the YouTube channel mm-hmm. uh, and for our other social platforms in the next little while. So got a lot, a lot of a lot of irons in the fire for that stuff. So for lack of a better cliche, right? Yeah, exactly. A lot of irons in the fire. Um, What what else we got going on this week? I know right now, before we get to our little small talk, right now, as we're recording this, the Ryder Cup opening ceremonies is going on, and I could care less about the opening ceremonies. (laughs) Great. That's awesome. Uh, I mean, I I guess, you know, if you're really into it, the opening ceremonies are a part of it, but... I guess. I mean, I mean the- realistically, I I bet you if you even ask the players if they'd rather just skip the opening ceremonies and go right to the golf, nobody cares yeah. about the, the opening ceremonies or the closing ceremonies. The only thing they care about is getting to the first tee, playing some golf, chilling at night, finishing this thing off, and hoisting a trophy at the end of the thing, and 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 drinking and carrying on and having a good time and nobody cares about it. That's that's pretty much it. So I mean we'll 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 get to it. Um but yeah I mean opening ceremonies. I don't know. I mean if if people love opening ceremonies, hey I'd love to hear from you and why. Well it ain't the um, Olympics. Well, no, I mean, not that extravagant. No, no, no. And I mean, just from what I'm seeing for uh, people on social mentioning it, you know, there's, you know, Italian flybys as far as their jets. There's some, you know, Italian singers or whatever. I mean, it's great. They get to celebrate the country and they get to host as far as Italy. But, you know, I'm sure sitting there watching Zach Johnson pronounce the name of, you know, Italian diplomats in his speech is probably not all the most thrilling stuff. So, no. uh, Anyways, whatever. It's, it's happening. Not, it's it's happening. It's not for not for uh, not for me. But hey, if no. it's for you, I'm not going to criticize it. So exactly, exactly. Who are we to judge? You got it. So what do we got do, going on this week? Well, let me tell you. Um, I'm not going to lead in with the whole idea of oh, we got a great show going on. Is <laughs> some good stuff. Some good stuff. Uh, we are yeah. going to obviously get you caught up as much as we can get you caught up uh, on the latest news and stuff. Um, we're going to talk about the Ping Challenge Cup because when we're we're speaking of Ryder Cup, oh, of course, yeah. Hey, hey, hey! I'm I'm the I'm the underdog here. Oh God! We'll here, we go. <laughs> here we go. Here we go. We're going to talk about the Ping Challenge Cup, which is basically around here, sort of our version of the Ryder Cup. We get excited yeah. about that, probably PG, PG more excited, like excited about our opening ceremonies or the lack thereof. Um, we're also going to uh, take another tip out of the lesson to you with uh, Kevin and Jake Hame. Uh, learn a little something, we hope. And uh, hope so. 
on the back nine, uh, we're going to uh, get talking about the Ryder Cup. Um, yeah. It is hard, happening hard this week it. as we as we're uh, you know as we're talking here. The ride, the uh, opening ceremonies might be happening, but um, the Ryder Cup is going to be kicking off Friday, one thirty-five a.m. a.m. Friday morning. I can't say that I'm going to be up watching it live i i want to i do but yeah. i got so much going on this weekend especially that i'm probably going to have to watch it on the delay um and that's fine i'm still going to yeah. get to see it yeah for sure You're i did the same thing it. with the solheim cup last week so i mean it, and it was not quite as early but yeah. um anyway it's all good yeah. um but uh yeah so that's about what's going to be happening uh on the show this week so all right let's get after it Front nine presented by Metcalf Golf Club. Natural setting, a pleasant challenge. Golf season is well underway and uh, closing soon. Mm-hmm. Not too yeah. soon, obviously, too but soon. Uh, Got some time. you still have lots of time to save on what golf you play between now and the snow flying. Uh, you have time to get a membership for next year. Yep. So you might want to jump on that because uh, memberships do sell out quickly. quick. Purchase yeah. your game packs and get ready to hit the tee Saving some bucks, visit MetcalfGolf.com to shop for those now. All right. You got it. Let's get into getting people updated, caught up, however mm-hmm. you want to put it. OVGA Tournament of Champions, both the men and women, held at uh, at Highland, Scott. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Always, always a good event. Always a good yeah. event to uh, crown, crown the champions of the, of the champions. champions. You got it. And... Uh, what do we say about uh, how many? 127? Yeah, it was 64 and yeah. 63. So good turnout. They can take up to 100. Um, so a lot of golfers. Yeah, it's a decent turnout. The men played on Monday and the, the ladies played on Tuesday. And uh, congratulations to all the winners there. I'll, I'll do the women's winners if you want to do the men's. How's that? Right. Sure. Sure. Diane Mansfield, uh, Rebecca. He's a brink. Okay, and this one, <laughs> this one. I'm glad you're doing know. the women. I, I was literally, and I apologize in advance, and I literally went to a glossary page for pronunciations. For, I did for Dutch <laughs> names, and not even close. I'm not going to try. Uh, all I know is it's Renee Bast Cured. TJ, to start the the last, is basically, is, uh, basically a CH sound, I have been told. So... Yeah, anyways. And Diane Dolan, who won the senior title. Uh, that's her fourth time she's won that title, and she also won it last year, so she's a repeat winner. Well, I got <laughs> you on the men's there. Tyler Stone, <laughs> yeah. Brian Ariel, Clifford Bly, and Perry Frida. Oh, that was tough, eh? Man, I... I... <laughs> Congratulations <laughs> to all the winners of the Tournament oh, of Champions. Always yeah. nice to be a champion, and then always nice to be a champion of the champions. Yeah, for sure. And there was a bunch of playoffs in there too, which was uh which is always fun. I think one of them went or was a couple that went at least three holes. So um some good stuff there. And hopefully, you know, they enjoyed Highlands and and we're looking forward to seeing Highlands on Monday. Um now we had some uh Eastern Ontario golfers uh have some strong showings at uh, Golf Canada's next gen fall series championship in Quebec. Yeah, that was uh, just last week, uh, led by Chase Durham, a 14-year-old out of Royal Ottawa. It's a name we're getting to be very familiar with. Mm-hmm. He's also in the contention right now at the uh, Super Camp Tour Championship for Golf Ontario, but he won the boys' division. He's just 14, so uh, an absolute little stud. He's really making some things happen. So, uh, And then we had top 10 finishes by Xinyao Zhang, Avery Nordman, and Antonio Ho on the girls' side. That was uh, T4, T4, and T9, and then top 10 as well on the boys side uh, in addition to um uh, jerome uh chase uh ben sheridan and atlas ibbett were in the top 10 as well so de- decent showing for the ovga kids uh in that event which is uh pretty big i mean those next gen series are, are sort of national ranking uh points and and uh definitely you know a big big tournament so nice showing for the ovga kids nice uh some really good news coming out of the uh um Brockville Country Club, mm-hmm. uh, that uh, they have been selected to host the 2024 Ontario Senior Men's Amateur Championship there. And uh, just to note that uh, that Brockville has also hosted the Ontario Junior Girls Championship in 2021 and Future Links in 2017. Yeah. Um, and uh, for all those hockey 
Mm. Hockey stars out there, um, hockey uh, aficionados. Larry Robinson, former Montreal Canadiens star, will be the honorary chair for that event. They will. uh, We've we've, uh, known about this one for a little while, but they finally made it official, so we can finally obviously announce it. Uh, We have full details of that up at flagstick.com, as always. We do, we do do indeed. Um, Some uh, some feel-good stuff. Uh, Yeah. Some money... Some 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 big bucks were raised uh, for Chio. Yeah. Um, why don't you uh, why don't you kind of fill yeah, us in on that a little bit? Just got the final numbers for that. Obviously, uh, Matt Robinson has been running his chip in for Chio for a fairly long time. Uh, when he was working at Redview, uh, now has his uh, driving range there in uh, Manitick, and his daughters are actually running it now. They've they've taken over kind of running it, uh, which is great. I mean, they're they're the uh, the reason behind this event in the first place, um, you know, there were some difficulties at uh, the time they were born and, you know, the Robinson family had to uh, deal a lot, uh, you know, with Chio and obviously wanted to give back and they've continually given back for many years. And they were proud to announce uh, today, this morning, I heard that they had raised $30,294 for the Children's Hospital at Eastern Ontario, nice. uh, which fantastic. So kudos to them for that. Big clap for that. Very nice, very nice, very nice. Um, Golf Canada has named the representatives of the, the players who will represent the World Amateur Team uh, Championships in Abu Dhabi in October. Yep. You got it. And um, some notable names there, Scott. I mean, I mean, yep. a lot of these names we're, we're quite familiar with, but maybe some people uh, that listen to the show aren't really that familiar with. So, yeah, um, who who do we have on the that's going to be representing yeah, if, if- Golf Canada? Yeah, if you follow us on uh, on social, obviously we do a, a lot of uh, work following all the Canadians as they play college golf. So these names will be familiar if you if you're among the seventeen thousand people that follow us over there. But uh, Ashton McCullough from from Kingston, who is uh, plays at Michigan State, uh, Brady McKinley, who is at Utah Valley State, uh, Pearson Hunt, who uh, actually uh, plays for Illinois and uh, originally from Calgary, but lives down in the States now. And uh, his a proud uncle, Barry Forth, who is the uh, owner-operator over at Coketown Woods. Uh, proud to oh, see that nice. one. And then on the uh, girls' side, it'll be Lauren Kim, who's uh, going to be headed to the University of Texas uh, at Austin. Monet Chun, who's at uh, Michigan, and Katie Cranston uh, as well. So a great team there. Um, that's that's um, That should be a quality showing. Um yeah, we, Canada's had a good history in that event, and and that's that six there should uh, should put up a nice uh, a nice showing, I think. Nice, nice. Now they've all now Canada's also named a Pan Am golf team for yeah. uh, for Chile twenty twenty three as well, right? Yeah, Pan Am Games is interesting because it's a uh, you know it's it's not even though it's Pan American Games, it's not necessarily amateur, so pros can uh, compete in this, and and in fact they they've selected four pros. Uh, to be part of the team difficult part with it always is that it's just scheduling so Mm -hmm. sometimes players you know they have to drop out they might you know they might be uh you know awarded a spot in this case i think roger sloan was up for the men's but you know conflicts with you know things like q schools and tournaments and whatever uh but the four that are going to represent canada in uh, november down in chile are uh, selena costable and uh elena sharp longtime veteran yeah uh playing fantastic this year on the epson tour she is, yeah. uh she's 12th right now in the in the overall standings uh miles creighton from digby nova scotia and then etienne papineau who's put together a heck of a year and actually has status for the corn Ferry tour uh for next year so that'll take place november 2nd to 5th at the prince of wales country club in santiago chile very nice very nice yeah. all right Lo- lots going on there is a ton going on um we do have, as we, we kind of mentioned off the top there, uh, about the Ryder Cup. Mm-hmm. Uh, but before, you know, we talk about the Ryder Cup, which is, I mean, I guess it's a little bit bigger event than the Ping Challenge Cup. Here. Just here. I mean, just a little bit. Uh, but uh, next, uh, well, Monday, October 2nd, yep. at the Highlands Golf Club, mm-hmm. um, will be the Ping Challenge Cup. Which, for those who haven't been listening, uh, is a uh, Ryder Cup-style match play team competition that takes place um, between the uh, Ottawa Zone, PGA of Ottawa um, professionals and assistant professionals. Teams that are captained by 
this guy over here is the this assistant pros and this guy <laughs> who captains the head pros who have won seven um and these captain's roles, I mean, they are very critical to the outcome of the Extremely event, critical. I, I mean, oh, the yeah. the um, it's very hard to write down the pairings that the players want. Um, <laughs> that does take some time. Um, Be before we get to it too much, what do you think yeah. the over-under is on the number of cups of coffee we have drank <laughs> the over during this dozen um, years of competition uh, minus oh last gosh. year which of course i was playing and you weren't around because you know, there was somebody was sick in your house so um but you know if you take the other 11 <laughs> it's a lot, a lot of coffee, of coffee. <laughs> these are long days right they so, are long days and they yeah. usually start out pretty chilly because uh, yep. it is october and i mean as anybody in the uh, in this uh, eastern ontario recognizes um my, my hand warmer is ready from oh last God. year that was one of the player gifts last year is the hand warmer so doesn't the cap doesn't the captain get a player gift yeah you weren't there oh but i didn't get one i talked on andre <laughs> i know listen listen i'm telling you right now i know that andre is listening to this show all right, Andre. Because he always does, because he always Just sends whining. me some email after texting. I want the <laughs> ping hand warmers for this year. I think you have okay? to earn a point as a player to get I that. earned oh. all I need to earn. <laughs> I won. That's all that matters. Uh, yes, it's all that matters. I you, won for you doing do have nothing. The trophy. You do have so the trophy. It's right there. The trophy. I should go over and get the trophy and put it like right on display so everybody can see it. Yeah. Um, but anyway. Yes. So the uh, matches as they are, yes. there's seven, seven, five head pros versus the assistant yes. pros. Very close. It has been close. Some of the yeah. years it hasn't been close, but no. Overall, seven to five for the yeah. HPs. Yeah. So I got a so. couple of years to play with as far as a, uh, um, not having to admit that we're either losing or tied. Yeah. That's some yeah. some buffer room. And it's fun. I mean, here's the it thing. Is. This is a, how the teams are selected, people should know. And we're going to get to it in a minute who's mm -hmm. on the teams. But basically, players earn points during the year on the flagstick.com PGA Tour um, and PGA Ottawa Tour. And then basically, there's a couple of uh, ping cup picks as well, or ping yeah. picks as well, that Andre gets to do to add in the mix. So that's how we end up with our players on both sides. We do have uh, ladies that are playing. So we two, have mandatory. Two, right? Yep. So we've got two. We've got one of each side there. And we have two seniors as well. So this is a bit of a reward for basically playing during the year. Yeah earning points and this is giving you the opportunity to to get on the team so you know it's a fun day like i said it's the it's the it's the reward but we always end up with fun matches because you know a lot of times head pros will be against their assistant pros um people will obviously bug us and say hey i want that person for a match mm -hmm. um yeah we so kind of got to the point where we sort of recognize they don't really reach out as much as they did initially but it's getting right. to the point where i think you and I recognize who's who. Oh yeah. So sure. when we start to do the matchups and and the, the pairings and stuff like that, we we kind of it's pretty kind of know what we're gonna do as far yeah. as who's gonna play against who and with you. And it, the 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 HP versus the AP is kind of like the um, the uh, sacred matches. Whenever you can get the HP to go against his, oh, yeah, for his sure. AP, that's yeah. like you know they want Cause, that bad because you know they're going to have a side bet. Oh yeah, of, of who's you know who's going to have to do an open to close shift, um, which is <laughs> you know not not fun if you don't have no worked in the golf industry no. and you got to work open to close. Those are long long days. Exactly. So um, just let's bring people up to speed on the format how we do yep. this because it's uh it is a, a little bit it's it's Ryder Cup style but it's a unique format where we do uh nine holes of um of uh best ball yep right uh nine holes of uh alternate shot yep Chapman Chapman style which is a little modified because you have both got both players will hit a tee shot uh, mm -hmm. on the pairings both play a tee shot they'll pick the best tee shot and then they'll alternate in from there that's yeah. always an interesting format when you get the it alternate is. shot it's a little um i think on the the Ryder cup yeah. it's a little bit different they don't do well the, they, it's pure alternate it's shot. pure alternate shot which yeah. is even harder because yeah. you don't have that option of two tee balls to select right. from but yeah 
this is a alternate format shot that, is really uh, yeah the, cha- the, the chapman is a uh format that we make use of in the zone uh to the pro pro right and six of the holes are played during that format and it can be it can be interesting especially if the partners vary differently as far as you know maybe their abilities off the tee um you know somebody hits it way shorter somebody hits it way longer what are we going to pick and and go there it just adds a little element of strategy to it but yeah and then then obviously mono and mono head to head yeah match play straight up singles matches and that's when that's when stuff gets interesting because we have had it where it's been sort of like a Ryder cup style thing we end up with the hps winning all the points in the the Mm -hmm. first nine and or the for the morning and then the singles matches in the afternoon and then yeah. the singles matches everything balances out and the APs will come back and then it's it's um so it does get a little bit interesting and and we don't have quite the same option that the Ryder Cup has where we can take and very specifically position singles matches later because we're rolling through right we play we play yeah. the morning 18 and then we cross then yeah. we have lunch on the cart and we, yeah. we're right back on the tee. So it's a it's a grind. It's a grueling day, too. Yeah, I mean, the thing. last last couple of years, it was played over two days. Um, right. We're back to the one day format this year. Um, but yeah, it makes it a little bit uh, a little bit longer. And we're obviously trying to figure out what's going on in those matches and trying to think, you know, are we still in this or are we gone? Um, you know, and we don't have the benefit of six vice captains or five vice captains. <laughs> running around babysitting or anything no. like that so yeah we no, just, not at all we just have to let the players kind of do their thing but yeah exactly i'd say we should bring radios to communicate with each other but <laughs> we're sitting in a car with each other okay so that's the format um and at the end of the day someone's going to be holding the ping challenge cup up and yeah. cheering uh but the teams yeah. um uh, let's start with my 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 guys defending defending sure. champions um, run it down. You're not gonna. You're not gonna be. Uh, you're gonna recognize these names, people. I'm telling you that right now. Um, Graham Gunn uh, is uh, has one of the senior spots. Mark Lacombe um, also has one of the senior spots on the HP side. Tyler yeah. Fitzgerald from Carlton. Um, yeah. Lee Curry. Yeah. So already in those first four, you've got a former European Senior Tour player and a former Corn Ferry Tour player. So is, is there a point? <laughs> I don't. I don't, I don't I'm not sure. I quite understand what your oh. point is. Um, I also have Sarah Landry uh, oh. representing uh, the HPs on the from a ladies. Fantastic, uh, fantastic player. Yeah. Okay, here we're gonna keep oh, going. The, now it's gonna okay. get better here. <laughs> Roger Beal from Rio View, who played in the World Cup for Barbados. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, we're Mike, telling you people these are not all chops. <laughs> Mike Dagenet, oh, who, who 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 is who could play the senior division yes by the way and still hits it farther than anybody on this list and choose it not to Uh, okay great dennis gerard Um, denny's great player an awesome golfer played played well in quebec jonathan shapier yep no no stranger to uh trophies (laughs) dave mcdonald from uh, the meadows former former zone champion oh yeah was definitely a zone champion so (laughs) Yeah, uh, Derek uh, McDonald from uh, Whitetail. White. Yep, uh, who's a lefty and also bombs at a mile. Yep, and uh, John Stevenson. Gee, terrible lineup. Um, who do you got, Scott? <laughs> <laughs> well, who do you got? Well, I have uh, Pasquale Monquillo, who was second in the points this year in the senior division. He also won a senior event. This year. And he won a senior event as okay. well. He won at the yeah. Marshes. So that's okay. Great. Steve Hall, who's a, another, he's my other senior uh, contender. So he, uh, great, great spot there. Uh, Captain's pick in here, Jay Kane. One there of you our, go. Uh, one of our guys from our, uh, uh, you know, our lesson T, of course. James Sparrick, who just won, shot 66, and just won the fall championship at Rio. Dude Review. can play golf. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, another person, no stranger to trophies, Tara McEnroy from Ottawa Hunt is mm-hmm. in there. Glad to have her on the team as well. Another stud. Now this, this guy, this, this guy would definitely give Dash a, a go as far as length. Trust me, I know. <laughs> and again, yeah, because you played with him uh-huh. uh, earlier this year, uh, Dan McNeely. Uh, and then we've got the uh, young gun in uh, uh, Stephen Venom uh, Venema, who uh, is out at Lock March. I uh, got to meet him this year. Great, great young guy and, and talented player. Uh, my 
pairing from last year, my partner, even though we lost our points, uh, Sean Banfield, who's uh, in the mix, uh, Colin Pitchers, uh, Taylor Lafferty, Brad Smith, Smitty's in there, which is uh, nice to see. So that adds, a, adds a another former element. zone champion, huh? Another former zone champion, and I, I don't know what you're complaining about. You got two hey, former not, zone I'm, champions on I'm the not team. Com- I'm not complaining. It's it, these are going to be great matches, and then Andy Rathy at the, at the lapping it up at the end. So yeah, you know what? We're going to see some good matches here. It's be good. Yeah, you could just gonna... even look when we announce those. Are Roger Beal, Dan McNeely. Um, mm. If you think that that's not going to be a match yeah. in the yeah, afternoon, you're, you're kidding uh, then you're kidding yourself because <laughs> yeah. that that will that will 100% be a match. Yeah, and, I, think, uh, I think it's going to be pretty easy to set yeah. up the pairings here. I don't think it's going to be that difficult. We're not going to do it on the air right now because no. we, we have a, a little bit of strategy and secret ballot, but we're we're going to be taking. We're going to be taking care of that uh, off air and getting that ready. But yeah, you're right. There's some obvious matches that are there, but uh, there's going to be some high quality golf here. And there's going to be some matches where there are a lot of birdies. That's for sure. All right. Well, let's leave it there. Yeah, it's going to be fun. We'll have a little wrap up on that. uh, Hopefully next week on the podcast or do something with it. We haven't quite figured that all out yet, but we're hoping to do that. Um, now we're gonna uh we're gonna jump dang jump. it Ooh, put it put dollar okay. in the swear jar jump um, is a swear we need to head out to the lesson tee uh go. presented uh by kevin Heem golf school always the right time to play better golf whether you need a private lesson better short games some putting help or a custom club fitting visit kevinheem.com and remember that better golf is a lot more fun let's take a trip out to the lesson tee and see what uh kevin and son jake have for us this week happy tip tuesday golfers all right, Jake, back on the lesson tee. Today we're going to talk about hand placement grip, how you set your hands on the golf club. So important to be natural and neutral so the face won't roll around and move around. Uh, what's the biggest epidemic? We see it all the time. I mean, oh, way too many people when they grip a golf club put their bottom hand so strong on that grip. It's, you're right, very, very common. Yeah, it's actually underneath the golf club. We call that a strong grip because if your hand is artificially under like that, as you swing, it'll roll into a natural neutral position and it strengthens and closes the golf club. So we call it a strong grip because it de-lofts the club, right? Yeah, if you think about it, it does make sense. If I reach out naturally, that's a nice neutral position on my arm. If I turn my hand underneath, that's not very comfortable or very powerful. So I am likely to have to fix that in my golf swing. Yeah, I think people think it's powerful because supporting the club feels like you're holding a shovel or something heavy, you know, you're supporting. But actually, if you do that, it, it causes a lot of problems in your game. I also think a lot of golfers think you should grip the, the club down where the hand meets the fingers. If we Absolutely. look a little close up here. And if you do that, it's very difficult to put the hand on properly. Where you actually want to hold that golf club is in that middle pad of your fingers. And if I hold my golf club down there, I cradle the club in my fingers, it's very easy to fold the hand over and get it in a natural position. So that's very, very important to understand where the club goes. Not by the hand or where the hand meets the fingers, but down more in the mid pad of the fingers. So I've got a lot of ability to fold the hand onto the club properly. Yeah, couldn't agree more. It's you know, a very simple thing you can do to gain more control over your club face and, and help your golf swing improve. Remember, golfers, your only connection to the club is the hands. Think of a hinge on a door connecting the door to the frame. If it's bent or crooked, you're going to have a very difficult time keeping that club face square all the time. All right, fix the okay. strong grip, fix yep. the swing. Hopefully that uh, will propel Jake to uh, many, many points on Monday. <laughs> sure. Let's I go with that. I think Jake's, Jake's golf game will propel him to points. I don't know about the... Uh, I, I've been waiting for the panic call from a couple of people going, I haven't touched my clubs in a month. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Too bad. Yeah. <laughs> Too oh, bad, boy. so sad. All right. Um, with all that said, we got to take a quick break. Um, and, uh, when we come back, 
Uh, we are going to head to the back nine and talk some Ryder Cup. So stay with us. You're listening to the Flagstick Podcast with Jeff Potter and Scott McLeod. Adidas introduces the Ultimate 365 Tour Heat Apparel and ZG23 Event Footwear to help golfers handle the heat this season. Both the ZG23 Event and Ultimate 365 Tour Apparel are available now on adidas.ca, the Adidas app, and selected retailers worldwide. All right, and we are back and ready to dive into the back nine presented by Castleview Golf Club. Only a short 25-minute drive from Ottawa, this 18-hole layout is renowned for its superb conditions and unsurpassed service, making it a must-play in the Capital Region. 5, 10, and 20-round packages are available, so visit castleview.com for more information. Scotty Mack. Before we get to the Ryder Cup, okay, I just, I just want to sadly say, I just looked at the results from last year at the Ping Challenge Cup, and we lost 16-8. to eight. <laughs> Just leave it at that. It's sad. Yeah. yeah at yeah. least I got a. At least I got a point. <laughs> it didn't mean. It didn't mean anything. Oh my god. Uh, oh boy. Anyways, I got sixteen of them. Yeah. Blah blah. I had to earn. I had to earn mine. Anyways, we'll leave it at that. We'll get I to the real. It. it was anguishing not being there. I earned. I know. I earned, my, I earned my my victory. No, I didn't earn anything. Thanks to the HPs that played uh, last year that earned yeah. that victory for me. There you um. Go. Yes, we want to talk Ryder Cup. Um, before we just get into the Ryder Cup, I just want to uh, quickly bounce back to last week. Uh, okay. with the Solheim Cup. Yes. Uh, we're not going to get into it's 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 long past now. So us she talking didn't. us talking about it, you know, whatever. We're not going to get into a deep conversation about it, but it should be noted. Congratulations to the European correct side for retaining, retaining. the cup. Yes. Um mm-hmm. some very exciting matches. Um yes, there was some drama at the end. Yes, some people would like to um, uh, compare that drama to what happened uh, in the Ryder Cup at Brookline many years ago. Um, yes, it'll be a discussion point, and that's about it. It's not going to be a discussion point on this podcast because nope, it's 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 a non-issue. Great matches, fitting way for it to end. Um, yeah. you know, as far as how it came down to um to the matches being tied up there, um. And uh, fitting who dropped in the final putt to put the dagger in. Uh, yes. And um, awesome. Uh, so there you go. Uh, yeah. Hopefully, let's hope for a similar type yeah. drama. For the Ryder Cup. Uh, for the Ryder yes. Cup with not quite the same drama, but a similar level people, of drama. If people want to sit there and complain about, you know, how an, an event finishes mm-hmm. or as far as formats or whatever, please do that before they start. And not after because you don't like the result. I'll just leave that at that. There you go. There All you right. go. Ryder Cup. All right, 44th, let's talk Ryder Cup. Forty fourth Ryder Cup. It is. Uh, I'm. I'm. I'm pumped. I'm psyched. I'm ready to yep. go. Um. Uh. I don't know. Why? I know we talked Why? about this last week. Well, it, it's the Ryder Cup. I mean, it's just something about the Ryder Cup. We talked about this really quickly. Uh, mm-hmm. With the Solheim Cup and the Ryder Cup last week, and you and I have talked about this. It, it, there's there's just something about the Ryder Cup. I get a little bit more pumped and excited about the Ryder Cup than I do about the President's Cup just because there's a lot more history. I think yeah. there's a lot more, I'm not going to call it hatred because these guys hate each other for three days and then they love each other as soon yeah. as it's done. Just, so yeah. that's just the way it is. It's like the Stanley Cup playoffs in hockey. Right. For an entire season and through the playoffs and through the Stanley Cup finals, these guys would take each other's heads off. Sure. As soon as that's done and they're in the handshake line, they're, they're the best of buddies and they're out having beer, beers and dinner together. So yeah. it's just the way it is. And that's a professional athlete to be yeah. able to turn off the uh, the friendship side of it temporarily to yeah. to perform uh, in their chosen field of, of uh, battle. In this case, it's a, it's a Ryder Cup battle and, and it's exciting. Um, I think it's 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 like, you know, it's like playing against your buddies. You know what I mean? Well, I hate you it, when we play. I mean, right. That's but I mean, I think that's part of the appeal 
is that a lot of people are like, okay, they're used to playing matches with their buddies and, and they're having that sort of, sort of, you know, rivalry and, and whatever, but they can, in the end, they, you know, in most cases, they still like each other. Um, but, you know, I think I still like of, you. Thanks. It's, it's Me fine. too. It's Me good. too. <laughs> I, I think that but i think that's part of the appeal a little bit of you know this is like now you see lots of golf courses that have right their own rider cup matches and stuff like that and it's just a little bit different because you're playing for a team you're used to playing so much individually in, in this sport um like you said the history goes back to 1927 as far as um you know this event and makes it big that way but mm -hmm. i think match play is fun too i mean i think it's just you know i'm not saying you know, it has to happen every week, but I like no. to see matches. They're, they're I like to see a little bit more of the match play stuff happening. Yeah. I, it's it's a much harder television thing to do. Yeah. Like if, you know, when you're talking about a regular PG oh, tour event, sure. yeah. It, yeah. it's too hard to do over, over you know, that kind of um, a weekly thing. Yeah. But I love this type of thing, this type of format. It's exciting, team format. Um, yeah. Um, and, and, and it's been fairly competitive. I mean, mm -hmm. it wasn't obviously the last edition wasn't the US won at 19.9. They won by 10 uh, at Whistling Straits. But, um, you know, overall, the record yeah, that doesn't even really dictate sort of what has happened. I mean, 27, 14, two all time for the US. But, you know, generally now for the last 30 years, this has been a solid rivalry and the, and the teams are a lot closer. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the quality of players that are there. They're familiar names in the mo for the most part here. Um, the only thing I think, and I mean, we're contributing it to a little bit, but we're not going to go crazy with it, is I think some of the buildup just drives me nuts. I, I so watching some of the golf channel, and it, it looks obviously like they're trying to fill time this week about the topics. I mean, you, you can't, you can't all of a sudden, it's just golf. That's it. But they were trying to take it into Brexit and all politics and what, whoa, 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 just slow down. It's just, it's just a golf match, folks. Well, we talked about that last episode with with the Solheim Cup and yeah. how the, the stat lines become too too in depth, too specific to right. the point where the speci the spec specific specificity specificity God, <laughs> of of what they're trying to do almost is ridiculous. Like it, yeah. it's 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 it's, it's a non issues. Some of the yeah, stat in the lines end, it's just, it, it's golf. And I mean, here's the thing: you have two teams. Mm -hmm. Two teams. So mm -hmm. as far as who can win and who can lose, it's really simple. So well, you can I, definitely overanalyze it by a lot, especially if you're, you know, they sit there and talk to the captains about, you know, what they're doing and, you know, task forces and all this stuff like this. Like it's, you know, it's not, it's not the end of your country or continent. If no. you do not win this. No. And here's the other thing when there there's there's a lot of drama that that is happening right now too with respect to some of the comments that you know Bryson DeChambeau has made and it's like you know I I don't I understand you know what's going on there probably a little more propaganda based than anything else I mean just yeah. because I mean yeah sure Bryson won a couple of live events in the last couple of weeks that's great but the team was made before then anyway and you hadn't really yeah. done anything leading up to that so right. even if you were getting ranking points throughout the live season would you have gotten enough ranking points to maintain a position or even be considered right. as a captain's pick Brooks earned Very his good. way on he yeah. what Brooks did was Brooks put the whole live PGA tour conversation aside and he performed yeah and got his spot on the on the US team despite all right. of the bickering back and forth and the points and the world rankings and all that he he did that despite all of that he yep. earned a spot deservedly so end of conversation nobody else on live earned mm -mm. a position right on the team via points or via captain's pick. Or I mean, whatever. they do have, uh, from what I understand, they, uh, Zach Johnson and, and the group, they do have a, a separate sort of Ryder cup ranking that they do where I'm sure that they probably take the, what world ranking points would have maybe been awarded to somebody playing live and do some oh, calculations and spreadsheets. They know, they know where yeah. these people would have sure. fit in had they been actually yeah. given yeah. world ranking points during the season for live and not PJ tour. So they still know where yeah. they would have fit saying, you know what? That guy would have still been, you know, sixth in world right. ranking points had he gotten points for live. They know that already. So yeah. 
you know, I don't see it as a, I don't see any of that as an issue. No, and the other, and the other side of it too is, you know, and we talked about it a little bit. It's just the, you know, it's the chemistry in the room as well. You know, yeah, you've got to have good chemistry in the room, and you've got to do things that are going to be good for the team. So when you're making your picks, you know, it's players that fit with other players. It's players that are maybe not going to distract the team because all of a sudden there's all sorts of media questions or scrutiny Mm -hmm. that's happening or, or, you know, the thing is you're just trying to, you're trying to do everything you can to win, which means you have to streamline things. You have to do the, all the things that make it as easy as possible for those 12 players to play as well as they can for sure for, for those three days and, and not have, you know, extra things to talk about and and here's the great part brooks has not made it about him you know what i mean he he's been very quiet about what he said he's he's been very vocal with a few things about you know some players wanting to be the guy to make the winning putt and be in the match or whatever but nothing untoward as far as the other players nothing that's you know going to make him a liability in any possible way no i uh i agree with you um all right Let's talk, Let's talk a little bit about the Ryder Cup. Let's talk about the course for for, yeah. for a second. Um, uh, the Marco Simone course also yeah. hosts the Italian Open. Yeah, it's hosted a number of them. So uh, European players are pretty familiar with this layout, a, a modern layout. Now you got um, some inside info on uh, on the golf course a little bit. So yeah, do tell your intel. <laughs> do tell. Yeah. So I was going back and forth with uh, one of the turf heads from Canada here, who was uh, on the grounds there in Italy. So we were going back and forth uh, this week about a few things. And he was talking to a couple of the caddies at that point, early in the week, uh, greens were fairly slow. The greens are fairly severe here. And uh, the players have noted that they're slow. Uh, The one caddy mentioned to him that he figured it was nine to nine and a half for green speed, which obviously is very slow compared to, you know, kind of 11 that you'd see on tour. Uh, And then he talked to somebody on the grounds crew. Uh, They had it at 3.4 millimeters. So if your turf heads know what that is, as far as the greens height, or whatever yeah Mm -hmm. it's fairly slow obviously as the week goes on they're expecting to dry out and speed up a little bit but not a crazy amount and that's sort of necessary uh for again the severity of these greens and Mm -hmm. you know that might be a little bit of a play as well by captain luke donald in in you know having the ability to do the course setup and you know i'm not saying european tour players are used to playing slower greens um but you know if you're used to playing on links courses or or things like that just generally slower on generally slower yeah and we should note that obviously most of the players that are on the european team do play in the u.s but a whole bunch of them don't as well so um that may play into it a little bit as as far as that maybe things won't get away from you we won't see some tricky stuff like you know the european tour saw at the golf national you know last week when a player putted off the green um you know which is uh, so who knows but yeah let's just say as far as from the course standpoint i, I think it's a cool golf course it's got mm-hmm. some uh elevation some great views uh it's good from a spectator standpoint uh obviously if you saw today and i don't know if you did be at uh, victor hovland it was he was three off the tee and he had hit an iron oh yes he had on a par four there short par four he holed out uh his his second shot and when he went for it with the the driver so they've got some opportunities on this golf course but it's a Mm -hmm. difficult golf course um you know players that i've talked to that have played it uh canada's aaron cockrell for an example yeah he's played the italian open and said you know it's a difficult golf course and he got he got prepared for it by playing it on track man because <laughs> it's actually on track man <laughs> so a lot of people this week that you know they're probably more familiar with this golf course maybe if they played it at an indoor sim so have you played it and, yet then I, I have yeah it's actually been out and and my plan we'll get to it my plan is to watch in the sim watch the golf on tv and maybe play not, the golf course fair. at the same time Just so not fair yeah not fair. that sounds really yeah I wonder if a good buddy. Uh, no, I was going to say I wonder if Andy uh, McWilliams would do that, but he's he's actually in uh, he's in Ireland, Ireland. So I don't think uh, I don't think he'll be doing. It. I wonder if I get the keys. Yeah, I was going to say you should have <laughs> left you a key for the <laughs> Celtic the keys so can, Andy, <laughs> Andy, if you're listening over in Ireland, <laughs> yeah, uh, any chance I can get the keys for a little uh, Ryder Cup showdown at Celtic Golf Center in Kempville? I promise Unlock to lock it. it behind me and not touch anything in the fridge. Yeah, <laughs> sure, whatever. You know, all right. Uh, let's, um, Scott. Let's get to the teams just quickly. Yeah. Uh, the the U.S. will will have um, 
uh, Sam Burns. Yep. Um, Patrick Cantley. Yep. Uh, Wyndham Clark. Yep. Uh, Brian Harmon. I like I like this. Harmon. Um, I know he yeah. earned a spot and everything. I, I just, he's playing well this yeah. week already. The, the, that's the word on the street that he's been hitting it fantastic. So I'm not surprised by that. So. Ricky Fowler. Um, yeah, love yeah. this. Love having him on the team. Max Homa, obviously. Uh, Brooks Kapka, mm-hmm. um, Colin Morikawa, Xander Shoffley, yep. um, Jordan Spieth, Scotty Scheffler, and uh, Justin Thomas. Yeah, Controversial captain's pick, Justin Thomas, but how'd that work out uh, last week at the Solheim Cup when everybody was comparing, including myself, yep. comparing the uh, Justin Thomas captain's pick to the uh, Lexi Thompson uh captain's yep. pick and i think she fared out just fine as far as uh Surprisingly. You know. yes so maybe justin thomas does something similar um the european teams made up of like i know there's some i know there's some players i'll let you go through the european team sure. but um i know there's some players on there that people will not recognize i un, i did familiarize myself a little bit more with the european team by watching more your uh dp world tour, tour golf yeah. in the last few weeks so yeah. i would know who some of these players were so yeah. go through the european team and so uh guy who was actually at texas tech only a few months ago but is playing uh ludwig oberg so it's oberg apparently a swedish player he's probably got the best golf swing on this team uh yeah. he is the rookie to watch unbelievable so don't be shocked by his uh his play at all great golf swing to watch uh matt Fitz, fitzpatrick tommy fleetwood terrell hatton uh nikolai hogard uh his brother rasmus is helping out another 21 year old mm-hmm. uh and his brother's helping out with the team this week either either or could have made the team victor hovland who a lot of people are obviously paying attention to one of the best players in the world right now actually number four ranked player in the world uh then they also have uh number two and number three in the world rory McElroy and John Rahm, uh, Justin Rose, uh, Shane Lowry, Robert McIntyre, and Sepp Straka. I think I got everyone in there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, w- I went a little bit out of order there, but you know, again, right, a fantastic right. team is going to match out, match up really, really well. Um, got a good mix of both experience um, and also, you know, some young guys that really can get it done from a playing standpoint. But uh, anybody stand out uh, for you first off? Who do you think the strong players are going to be? No, I mean, you know what? This is this that's, is a little different cool for me because I'm looking yeah. at this and I'm saying, you know, I know we want to talk about strong players, weak players. I mean, obviously yeah. on the European te- team side, Rory McIlroy has, has you know, is always strong. I mean, it, it was interesting. Um, I know he doesn't always have a great four rounds, right? But the one thing that I've noticed with Rory throughout the season is somehow, no matter what, somehow he always seems to be on the first page of the leaderboard. Yeah, I I don't know. Yeah. I mean, there was a, a DP World Tour event that I watched. I think it was. Not maybe last week, but the week before BMW Championship. Yeah. yeah, and he was he was dead to rights. Like, yeah, he was missing the cut. Yeah, and playing like garbage as far as I was concerned. Like the way he was, he was hitting it in the water, bogey and this bogey. Somehow he makes the cut. Yeah, and I said to, Works to his my son Brandon, I said, I swear to God, come Sunday he's going to be in contention. And sure enough, he, he yeah. did he did back up a little bit more on Sunday, but he put himself in contention to win after barely make, like making the cut on the number. Yeah. And then went lights out. And I think he shot 65 on Saturday or 64 on Saturday, played himself right under the first page of the leaderboard, a few shots off the lead leaders started backing up. Next thing you know, Rory McElroy is, you know, a shot back. And so he's number, he's number two in the world for a reason and was number one at the end of. So, so. I think the yeah. European team, to be honest with you with McElroy, Rom. Fleetwood, Fitzpatrick, um, Hovland. I mean, run. I mean, Hovland's been on such a tear. I mean, he was number ten in the world at the end of 2022, and then worked his way up now. Like I said, to number four, and you know, obviously got a couple of wins there in in the uh, PGA Tour playoffs. Um, Dude is riding high with confidence. If anybody thinks that the somehow you're delusional and think that the U.S. team is the favorite. Um, oh no, no you're no, you're no. De- you're delusional it, yeah. it, it's yeah. they're not and i don't care how the captains spin it 
Yeah. The U.S. team in this Ryder Cup is the underdog. They yeah. haven't won on foreign soil in uh, 30 years. 30, like, that's a long time to not win on foreign soil. Yeah, but I mean, and, and they are not the favorite, you know, as far as no. the players go, they are not yeah. the team that's fav- should be favored to win. So, I, I, yeah, I kind of I kind of look at this as a basketball game that goes 156 to 152, you know what I mean? It, it's like it's two super talented teams. So, even if a player or a team loses or a player loses yeah. in a match, you know, there's going to be some quality golf. It's not like we've got stinkers here. You know, you're obviously on occasion, you're going to get somebody's going to have a blowout. Um, it's just going to happen. But I, I wouldn't suspect that you're going to see a lot of blowouts here this week. These are going to be a lot of highly competitive matches, which uh, frankly is great for the Ryder Cup, great mm-hmm. for golf spectators. And, you know, in the end, the result might not really, as far as the number, as far as the points, might not really show the quality of the golf that was actually played during the week. So Scott, why does the U S team have such a difficult time or why have they had such a difficult time winning overseas? Like what, what is, what is the problem? Cause they, I mean, and even, even in, in the U S I think they've only, they've only they're like, what's the record four and four and three in the last seven. Yeah, because like, I'm I'm trying to think. Um, I think yeah, it, I don't it's, know. It's if, not. It's not. I don't know uh, off the top of my head, but yeah, it's not like they've been that they've that they're undefeated on home soil either. Like, right. what is it? Well, that... obviously they won. They won convincingly at at Whistling Straits. So, um, as far right, as but that's here, over so there, yeah. Why? I don't, know. I don't know. I mean, here's the thing. You, the thing is, with really close margins, you know, everything matters. So that means right from the start. I mean, if you if you get intimidated by which they shouldn't, as far as spectators and stuff like that, the the moment or or whatever the case, I, I think part of it is that there's so much expectation on the U.S. to win from media, from fans, from otherwise, that when players go in there, they feel like they're expected to win. Whereas when Europe goes in there, those players, and I'm not, I can't speak for all of them, but I know you know having witnessed you know conversations and and press conferences and so forth they've got nothing to lose they don't feel like they're 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 the favorite so the thing is it's it's that mentality of hey you know what i'd rather start two strokes behind and you know i'm not i'm not the golden child that i'm expected to win so the thing is is that you know with that underdog mentality you just do your thing Right. Whereas you're not, they're not the underdogs. I know, but that's no, but not, they're not the underdogs on home soil. What I'm saying is that, is that when it comes to playing in Europe, Mm -hmm. the European team plays well on home, on home ice, home, Mm -hmm. home, home turf, right? Sure. The U S is kind of 50 50 on home turf. Yeah. You know, give or take. So I'm not saying that there's anything to read into anything other than it's just golf year by year and one team's yeah. better than the other and it's got nothing to do with home soil or not. And I'm no. thinking that that really is the case. I'm it thinking really that is. really it, is the case, yeah. but but you're right in the sense that the, if, the if, Americans if, if going into every Ryder Cup and every President's Cup are right. expected to win no matter where it is, in Europe yeah. or yeah, in, yeah. in the U.S. Yeah. So yeah. if they're expected to win mm-hmm. in U.S., it's probably easier to win as expected when everybody's cheering for you whereas when you go over to europe and you're expected to win and nobody's cheering for you right yeah and that's then it becomes it. harder and, and let's say if the last 43 Ryder cups were played in the last 43 days this all might be relevant but you know again you know we're talking about totally different yeah. teams and totally different situations so it's it, it's a game by game sort of things and also at different venues you can't blame it on that it's, it's a different thing and i mean but it's the storyline that everybody wants to talk about uh, it is, you know, on the various is, sports channels and stuff they but, want to talk about the fact that the americans can't well, win in europe well they can talk about it all they want whether it's legit or not is is you know is the other story so i mean i yeah. don't think it's really relevant as far as that, I mean, the only thing that's relevant is what's happening now and what's happening, you know, this this week. And that's really what it comes down to. And really, I mean, even when we look back at it, the fact that the U.S. won by 10 last time really doesn't have a lot of relevance to do with what's going to happen this week. No. You know, 
No, so no, uh, no. In, in the end, I think, uh, I think, you know, we get guilty of it too. Maybe start to overanalyze it. That's why I've sort of stayed away from a lot of the overanalysis. I just I like to, to think that I like out. to think that I'm, I'm actually not, no, no, no. I don't think no. we're guilty of anything. I mean, I no, don't think no. we're guilty of it all. I, I think if anything, we're, 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 we're guilty we're of opposite. doing the exact opposite. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I, yeah. I really don't care what the stat line is. I don't really care who's got hits more greens in regulation. Now, when yeah. you're pairing guys together as a captain, not that we do it for the Ping Challenge Cup because we don't, but if you're pairing guys together for an alternate shot or something like that, you might look at a guy's stats or his game and say, okay, here's a guy that hits 80% or 90% of the fairways. I'm going to pair him with a guy that hits 25% of the fairways. I mean, there, there's some some yeah. truth to those kinds of statistics where somebody's mm-hmm. strength of their game is hitting it in fairways. I mean, how many scrambles and stuff have you and I played together where I'm always the one that hits first? Well, why is that? Well, mm-hmm. number one, you hit it 400 yards and I hit it 250, <laughs> but I also hit it dead straight almost every time. I barely yeah. miss a fairway, and if I do, it's not by much. So do you not want that player paired yeah. with someone who can bomb it? Because it takes that, it, it's a confidence thing. Oh. We're already in play 260, 270 off the tee. Now we can just launch it and we're not in any worse position. Yeah, I think uh, I think there's a couple of things to be said for that. One, they have to turn over every rock because they want to win. So they mm-hmm. actually, and they have the option of having the data and stuff that's available now. And then on the other side of it, they're making sure to do that so that the fact is when the team loses, they can sit there and say and defend it and say, you know what? Hey, we looked at the stats, you know, that's, this is, this is why we did it. Yeah. Uh, You know, so it's part of it that way, but um, all right. So what matches, (laughs) if if you had single matches and we just pick a couple, we don't have to go through all of them, whatever, but what singles matches would you like to see? What, what player would you like to see stacked up against another player? Okay. I want to see, I want to see McElroy. Yep. Um playing against uh Kepka. Yes, hundred percent. That was on my list. <laughs> yep. Um I would like to see um God, I don't know. I'm trying to think where I where I kind of fit uh Aberg in or Aberg in because I, I watched this guy play oh, over man, the last three so weeks. So talented. He's so good. Yep. And he hits it so far. Yeah. He's he's a tall, tall guy. So yeah. And so it's a smooth swing. speed with a super smooth swing. Yeah, uh, it's yeah, insane. Yeah. It's it, it's so the tempo is so beautiful. I I, I don't know who I'd want to see him play against it. Like where you oh these two guys with these beautiful swings because nobody on the U.S. side maybe maybe against Morikawa, you know similar sort of buttery smooth golf, but I, Morikawa yeah. doesn't hit it anywhere compared to this guy. But I and, would like to I would like to see him maybe go against Scheffler. Scheffler's number one in the world. Yeah, yeah, you know? that would be an interesting. That'd be take take a young guy who was at Texas Tech. He was in. He yeah. hasn't even finished his degree yet, and and throw him against uh, uh, Scheffler. I mean, that could that could be really interesting. For yeah. Sure. What about what about something like uh, um, Harmon versus uh, um, Fleetwood? Yeah, a little more. There's not as much draw. Like Harmon's kind of like one of those guys. It's like I don't know who you put him against. That's going to be like I'd like to see how he does against that guy. I think um, he put him against Hatton because then it'll just he'll just frustrate the hell out of Hatton. That's true. That could, be, that could be fun to watch just for the sake of entertainment. That's true. Who would you who uh, would you have Fowler go up against? Ooh, Fowler. I mean, I mean, he's such a good dude. I think you'd want. I think you'd want a fun match. I, I think maybe Rosie or Lowry, something like that. Um, one match that I'm looking at that I might be entertaining would be Homa Hovland. I think that would have some entertainment. Really? Value. I think so. I think they're both popular guys. Um, I, I think they're just very, you know, while they're very exact as far as how they play, I think they still play very carefree. Um, and I think that could be entertaining and I'm saying it's going to be a great match. I'm just saying from a viewing standpoint, it could be fun to watch. What about Rom? What about Rambo? Fiery Spaniard. I mean, how do you, who, who, if you're the U S do you want to pair against that guy? I think Rom Spieth, two guys that be talking to themselves all day long. (sighs) God, I don't know if that's boring. <laughs> and again, I don't. I don't know. You know, again, we're we're not 
we're not saying one guy's gonna like you know i don't think it matters kick really the ass I mean, of anyone else it's just more no. from an interest standpoint to see the players that are i mean there, there's definitely some players here that are a little bit more you know clinical and how they play Harman, maybe kepka rom can't kepka rom could be really good yeah for sure i mean these are you know again two two heavy hitters as far as guys that have been at the top of the the pyramid and won majors so um yeah that that, that could be good that way okay uh maybe mcintyre you put against Harmon. maybe the two lefties go against each other I don't know. I have a heart, it's interesting I have a because then they see the putts from the same side. They, you know what I mean? Like if they're, if they happen to be in that position where they're looking yeah. at each other's putts, but I mean, I would, I would have a hard time. I think if I'm Luke Donald trying to position where Straka is going to go or Hoygaard or McIntyre, where, where do they fit against yeah. the other players? You know, I, I'm going to guess they're going to be out early on Sunday. Um, Probably you know, with like Burns or Cantley. Maybe. I mean, Burns was, you know, he was, he was, you know tearing it up last year and and uh but i think he's cooled off a little bit of late but yeah you're right that that could be the those could be the mixes there so i mean sure. who do you think is going to be the weaknesses for these two sides and again you know if this is a this is the shot in the dark. well i think the aforementioned what you're talking about i think when you look at someone like sep straka mm. um or uh or maybe mcintyre hogard on the european side and we're we're yeah. splitting hairs when we talk about oh, week here sure. same thing on the u.s yeah. side i think thomas is still going to be a big question mark um uh, i think uh, cantley is going to be a bit of a question mark and i think that burns might be a bit of a question mark i'm not too question putting question marks on too many of the other ones yeah. um spieth i'm not 100 percent sure what to expect there i know he earned a spot um but, <laughs> i don't think he knows what to expect <laughs> yeah he, he's kind of like a who knows what to expect kind of guy yeah. um but again i mean we're talking about we're talking hot. about 12 yeah. guys on each team that earned a spot whether via their player by yeah. by even being close to earning a spot and being captain's picks yeah. you know these guys they're they're not, they're not terrible no they're still among some of the best players in the world for sure so exactly so no, I'm, I'm so yeah. who are you cheering for i'm not i mean i'm journalists. this is kind of like the solheim <laughs> cup thing i'm not cheering for any one team in particular i would yeah. love to to uh and probably will wake up early 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 sunday morning um or have a nap saturday night and wake up and like, at midnight and just stay up and watch knowing that there's only that they're tied going into the final day or there's one or two points right. difference or something like that. Yeah. I do not want, like I did not want with the Solheim cup, somebody like the way it started out. I didn't want to see that. Yeah. Be the the way. Blow, I didn't want someone to have a five or six point lead going yeah. into the Sunday singles. Cause yeah. at that point you're just like, okay, we're, we're shooting yeah. for miracles here. And, yeah. and you know, I, I didn't want, want to see that. We want a battle for yeah. all. 28 points I'm i want to see little... i'd love to see it come down to the 18th or the 18th hole with the final match or at least have it come down to the final match inevitably yeah. it doesn't um yeah. but i'd love to see that happen um but that's we'll just out. wishful thinking for the drum of of sport right we want yeah you know we want to see that unless yeah. it's our team and then which case we want to see it over after the second day yeah, I'd love to see just a lot of matches that are a lot of birdies, a lot of action, yeah, uh, and no blowouts. Uh, and I'm good with that. There's too many, too many quality players here. I always lean a little bit towards the European side, but again, you know, whoever whoever makes it happen makes it happen. Exactly. Okay, so there right, you have dude. it, folks. You have our Ryder Cup analysis or lack of analysis. Uh, <laughs> call it the, the Ryder Cup lack of analysis discussion. Uh, just two guys. With uh, two mics chatting, chatting about the Ryder Cup. Should be fun. Uh, I'm yep. sure everybody will enjoy it. Um, tune into it. Enjoy. Yep. We'll talk about it uh, the next time we get together on the podcast. So um, that's about all we got for this week. A uh, reminder that uh, we have free Flagstick Digest newsletter uh, oh, yeah. that you can sign up for at flagstick.com with news information and and more directed uh might even, to your be a contest. might even be a contest oh my gosh coming soon yes what what is so, that you got there scott that is a xander shoffley signed adidas cap mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and uh just we're watch. gonna give that away we are gonna give that away so uh but you gotta sign up for the newsletter 
yeah. that. We're going to have some stuff posted on our social, but otherwise just go to flagstick.com and we'll do that draw probably in a couple of weeks. Exactly. We will announce the details of that uh, yeah. through social and uh, through through the podcast. But just so you know, there's the hat. That's a signature. That guy's on the Ryder Cup team and that hat's going to be given away to somebody. But you have to sign up for the uh, Flagstick Digest newsletter to even be considered the possibility of winning that hat. So head over to flagstick.com and sign up for the newsletter. It's free. You'll like it. We know you will. All right. That's a wrap. Uh, want to thank our sponsors, Metcalf Golf Club, Castleview Golf Club, Kevin Haim Golf School, and our presenting sponsor, of course, Adidas, introducing the Ultimate 365 Tour Heat Apparel and ZG23 Vent Footwear. Uh, the collection features a mix of silhouettes for men and women with heat ready and no show technology to keep golfers cool and dry and performing their very best. Um, both the uh, ZG23 and Ultimate Tour Heat Apparel are available right now on adidas.ca, the Adidas app, and at retailers worldwide. Yeah. Well, Scotty Mac, um, I don't know what else to say. That's about it. Uh, we yep. do hope that you've been enjoying uh, the podcast, listening, watching, uh, whatever you like to do. Be sure to follow us across all social media networks, Instagram, X, Facebook, uh, TikTok. Subscribe on Spotify, Audible, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts. Do not forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Like us and click the notification bell and make sure that you never miss a single episode. Head over to flagstick.com. Lots of great content delivered there every day. Sign up for the newsletter. As always, we do appreciate you tuning in. Until next week, I am Jeff Botter. I'm Scott McLeod. Always remember, go for the stick.